Previously on the Division Three's Finest Podcast. Taysom Hill, I'm telling you guys right now, will be a great NFL quarterback if he steps in in New Orleans. Next Peyton Manning, Taysom Hill. What? No. From what I understand, you've moved on to the uh, personal training game. Uh, so, like, what are the best kind of steroids that I could get? That's a good question, man. <laughs> uh, you took Sprite Cranberry you took, over. You took Mr. Pib over Dr. Pepper. I'd rather drink my own piss than cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fear the mellow ball at all, and then, uh, like, those guys, they're always, they look like they're half asleep all the time. I think what Shub yeah. is I try and ask is, do you, do you not have dragons? Yeah, and they I feel like really good. I, I know. <laughs> this, is, this is the most energetic I've seen you all day, honestly. So, Maya, what do you do now? Yeah, I, I work. Uh, a professional now, big uh, professional guy. Episode sixty-seven of the Division Three's Finest Podcast coming up next. What's up, guys? Episode sixty-seven of the Division Three's Finest Podcast. How's everyone doing? Shoop, how are you? Start. Uh, with no, I'll go head. first. I'll go first. So I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm doing well. Um, just you know, another day working and working at home again. I'm hearing they're gonna have us locked up for another month uh, at least. So not super chill, but I mean, all things considered, I can't complain. Dang man, that sucks. Yeah, so I, I'm doing pretty well too. You know, it sucks yeah, that we got the. Chew would talk. Right. Then how are you? I, I'm good, man. I, I I'm hanging in there. Obviously, tough times, but you know, it seems like this isn't gonna go away anytime too soon. So we just gotta stay as positive as possible and you know try to maintain some kind of routine and you know yeah be positive i guess this is where grit is personified yeah and we got all the grit on the podcast so i mean is it or is it my turn finally i mean before we get started we should probably you know introduce our guest that you know doesn't always appear on the podcast he usually does but sometimes you know he has some other obligations that he misses some shows oh, here and there I so twice yeah, if he can squeeze us into his schedule and, and grace us with his presence, um, right. it's good to have him on. Yeah, um, but he was able to uh, grace us again this week. Um, that pesky coronavirus kind of freed up his schedule uh, a little bit, so still play a week to week. But uh, Jacob Schubert, good to have you on, bud. Um, thank you again for taking the time to to bless our sound waves. You know, man, it's great to be back. You know, I love my time here on the Division Three Finest Podcast, and you know, just dodging coronavirus every day. That's right. That's all. That's all we can do. That's the goal. Still washing your hands for twenty seconds or whatever. You have to do it. Yeah, for yeah. I'm, I'm timing myself actually. Right. I, uh, yeah. You, <laughs> you picked it for a fast CBS draft, so I figured you'd, you're still on that. You know, being safe and it's one, yeah, of, yep. one of your daily activities. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Shubes, uh, Shubes, his fantasy CBS picks are always um, completely honorable. Um, and accurate. There's never anything suspicious about them at all. Never. <laughs> never suspect. Nope, there's not. Alright, so I don't have too many announcements today, so we'll get you know quick into this interview. I guess a couple of things we want to talk about. Just if you guys have any feedback, I know the movie review is kind of the first time we did that. So if you guys enjoy that, maybe we'll bring it back next week or we could continue with you know interviews like this as well. Or try to talk about sports whenever some topics come up. When it's pretty rare, but you know we'll see if how the sports world is this week and yeah just you know if you guys could give us feedback it would be definitely helpful for sure to see what you guys want hey uh if you guys haven't heard today some sports news tom brady got number 12 
Chris Godwin's going to well, 14. What a guy. Biggest, biggest news today. Who would have thought? thought that that would have happened? The yeah, greatest and, quarterback ever got the Chris, number that he's worn forever. And Chris Godwin just gave it to him. Did, didn't even ask for <laughs> cash or anything. Crazy. What yeah. a guy. I think the bigger story would have been if he did ask for something. True. To be True. Quite, quite honest with you. I guess the other story is this NBA 2K tournament with players only. Like, it's a pretty sad day when that's, like, the biggest How story those, of the day. So are those, like, the actual players, like, that were playing in it? Yeah, I don't know if they're doing it by team. So Durant's in the tournament. I, I assume he has to play with the Nets, and then, you know, they do it that way. They don't have so, all 32 teams. Durant's it's weird. Better. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess so. yeah, he's, it, it's video games. He's not going out on the court and playing. You're so. relaxed, dude. <laughs> yeah. So I think Durant will be fine for that. But, yeah, they have it weird seedings. Like, they have it, like, it's like a college basketball tournament, like one through 16 seeds. I don't know. It's weird. I, I we'll see what happens. It could be cool. But, yeah, it's sad that that's the biggest sports story we have today. Cooler than nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. cooler than the nothing that's going on. Right. So I guess Other I think. Other than our podcast. For sure. Division Three's finest podcast. Please subscribe, like, unsubscribe, resubscribe again, and comment on our podcast to let us know how we can do better. Absolutely. And on that note, um, I think we can transition into our interview with uh, minor league outfielder for the Tigers, Connor Perry. A few moments later. Now join us on the podcast. This is his first appearance on the show. He's a minor league outfielder for the Detroit Tigers. Huge shout out to one of our recurring guests, Josh Gennaro, friend of the program, for helping us set up this interview. First question, how's quarantine life going for you? And you know, when can we get Miguel Cabrera on the podcast? <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, that's it's it's been going good. You know, it's uh, definitely different. Um, it's actually funny you mentioned that name because right before I left, uh, I was rehabbing an uh, injury I had, so I was with a lot of the big league guys. And um, you know, Miguel was kind of the first guy that actually told up uh, told me, you know, that we we're leaving. I didn't believe him because the guy's a jokester, twenty four seven. Works really hard, but likes to have fun. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe I can make it happen sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Love to hear that. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll get back with you on that. Our people will definitely be in touch. Um, so <laughs> we can get into uh, first real big time journalism question. Uh, the theme of our podcast name, Division Three's finest, kind of revolves around us being uh, former, you know, elite Division Three athletes. Um, you know, cream of the crop. Um, so you're a little bit beyond that. Um, you're getting paid to play baseball, and hopefully someday we'll see you in the bigs. Um, but just real quick, why don't you give us an intro on yourself um, as well as what drives your passion for baseball? Yeah, man, that's a good question. So, I mean, Thanks. the biggest thing for mm-hmm. me is, um, you know, I kind of just worked my way up from the bottom. You know what I mean? And uh, I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, tell you that it's not possible or, you know, everybody wants to kind of cancel each other out. And, uh, you know, that big dream that everybody wants to talk about, everyone just talks about it, never really goes about it, just because I feel like society just constantly says, oh, you have to be a leader, you have to have genetics, or you have to have this inside you. Where I think at the end of the day, man, it's just the passion of it. You know what I mean? That's something that kind of carries me throughout my career. It's, you know, I love the game. I love the sport. But more importantly, you know, I kind of want to just keep striving and show the world that, hey, man, like, you don't gotta have the best summer ball team, or you don't have you don't have to have the best athletic parents, or whatever it may be. And if you just have that heart and passion behind it, you know, it, it just continuously perfect your craft. Um, I truly think that anything's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just kind of you you did kind of talk about that before we got started. So 
Um, obviously, it sounds like something you're kind of passionate about. Is there like a story behind that? Like maybe something that happened to you in particular that kind of makes that your focus? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing was, you know, going on throughout my career, um, I I personally always knew it was going to happen. I always had that kind of fire inside of me. And I think I think the first story where it starts is, you know, I was a cashier at McDonald's probably five years ago, six years ago. And I'll never forget I had to go, because out of high school I went to a Division II uh, college, and I had to go on a visit. And um, I was like, I told the manager at McDonald's, I said, hey, I got to, you know, take off a week. And he looked at me and said, hey, do you know only 1% of baseball players go professional? And that's, like, kind of the first thing that, like, really, you know, the first chip on my shoulder. And I was like, all right, you, you remember you said that, you know what I mean? And uh, and then throughout my career, you know, like, so just a little bit about it, I, I went to a Division two school out of high school. Um, I got cut after the first semester. And, you know, the coach pretty much told me that baseball is not me. He said I worked hard, but baseball might not be my sport and I should maybe, uh, you know, he said he had a lot of connections and all this stuff. And uh, then it, about a week, two weeks after, I had nothing, man. And I and I feel like I looked at myself in the mirror and, you know, I love my parents to, to death, but even my parents were kind of like, oh, well, you know, let's start normal life and find a job. And I was like, no, I'm not letting this happen to me. And uh, so I'll never forget, me and my grandfather, we drove four hours to a random junior college. And I pretty much said, I don't need scholarship money. I, I just need a uniform and buddy play. Hey. And, uh, you know, and he, he was an awesome dude. And he gave me the opportunity. He pretty much said, hey, it's going to be a tough you know, He might not play here, but I'll give you the opportunity. And I ended up breaking records at the college. And, and I think that was the first step of, like, uh, you know, that, that first glimpse. You know what I mean? And then I got a scholarship to the University of Pittsburgh. And ever since that scholarship, it was I had outpouring and outpouring of people and kids that reached out to me and say, "Man, like, how'd you do it?" Or, you know, your your inspiration. And then, um, you know, my first my first year at Pittsburgh, I didn't play. Oh, I did play. I think I hit like 190, and that's when that society came in. It was like, "Oh, I told you you should go to Pitt soccer. I told you he wasn't gonna do good." And all those voices I heard going to, throughout my career was all coming back and almost haunting me because it was like they were right, you know what I mean? And uh, that, that's, that, that summer, you know, it was just one of those situations where I looked in the mirror again and I'm like, look, you know, what do you want to do? And I went back to my senior year and uh, it was, I'll never forget this moment. It was, it was about uh, probably 20 minutes before our first game, the lineup started to come out and uh, my coach came up to me and said, hey, Connor, like, you're not starting today. I just don't think you're ready for it. Um, you'll be playing this week, but you're not, you don't get the nod. And uh, I, I said a little prayer, and, and we were in Orlando where there was planes spelling stuff in the sky. And this plane, I looked up in the sky after I said a prayer, and the plane was spelled in clouds, trust God. And I was like, man, like that, that hit me pop, like very hard. And I'll never forget, it was like bottom of the ninth inning. And um, my coach was kind of like, you know, the one, you know, like, oh, hey, we'll get some guys in. You know, we're losing 10 nothing to the University of Iowa. And the, uh, I got I luckily got in that bat and hit a home run and ended up leading home runs that year. Um, so it, it was it was a blessing, man. And uh, you know, and then I obviously ended up getting drafted and everything. So you know, throughout my career, it's just that constant step up of that constant motivation. And and like I said, that what's what makes my career, what makes me satisfied and happy is things like this, or you know, constant people in my. Uh, Instagram direct messages from all over the country saying, hey, you know, you're an inspiration. How'd you do it? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And that, that's, what, that's what I love. And I love going to inner city schools and 
kind of give it my story because I feel like just people, like I said, if, if you don't have the genes or if you don't have this at a certain date, people are like, oh, and they just throw you out the burner. And that's where I think that's just a bunch of bullshit. And I think that it's, it's every person has, it's up to them of what they want to do. And, and it's not going to be easy at all, you know what I mean? But if you just stick with it, I think that truly anything's possible in life in general. For sure. And just a quick follow up on that, just to get, you know, a little bit more specific, whenever, you know, like you mentioned, like society was, you know, saying you, you couldn't make it or whatever, like what specifically were like some of your shortcomings early on and what like led to you overcoming that? Like, was it hard work or was it just trusting God a change in mentality? What were some of those steps that you took to, you know, overcome that adversity? Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, and, and that's, and that's a great question because I get a lot of, I get a lot of that same question, and uh, I think number one, you know, what I mean, is my Lord and Savior. I mean, I I think I found uh, how to play baseball, not for myself, but to glorify God through that, and uh, and that led me to a lot of mentors. And I think the opportunity and timing was huge. You know, don't get me wrong, I I feel I felt like throughout my career I could jump off a bridge and land on my feet. Uh, you know, I just kept getting I wouldn't say lucky, but I get, I kept getting a lot of good opportunities. And uh, you know, kind of a cool story. Um, so the AAA Yankees were next to my junior college. So I ran to a guy named Slade Heathcott. He was a 2009 draft pick um, for the New York Yankees. He was the first rounder. And he kind of took me under his wing. You know what I mean? And I ended up hanging out there and Doug, got, got extensions, and uh, a lot of guys like that. So it was, it was a really cool thing uh, to be around that, those guys. And my junior college coach, you know what I mean? That I never played for a guy who just had my back. You know what I mean? Kind of. I would just do anything for me. And I think it's because, you know, I, I came in uh, and he didn't really expect anything. And, you know, I kind of just made the most of my opportunity. You know what I mean? But the biggest thing, I mean, I'm sure you guys go through it too. It's just, I, you know, if I ever write a book on this, I think my first line is society is just a bunch of average people. Right? People say, oh, society says this. Well, if you think about who society is, it's just average people. So if you want to listen to average people tell you your future, all you're going to do is become average. You know what I mean? You go on Twitter and you read all these things. It's just a bunch of average people. And so my biggest thing was I'm not going to listen to society or average people. I'm going to listen to what, you know, what my heart said, the way God guides me through this path, and most importantly, my mentors. You know what I mean? Another huge mentor I have, and um, I, I got I to give a shout-out to is Josh Bell and the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, that guy took me under his wing and, and really taught me what it's like to be a professional. You know, and, and just being around those guys and, and being around um, just people that are better than you. I think that's the biggest thing is just I constantly surrounded myself with people better than me, better people than me, better athletes than me constantly because I think in a competitive nature, it, when, you, when you're not the best at something, you're around people that are better, you just constantly want to fight to get to their, to get to their level or platform. Yeah, so just backtracking a little bit, um, I don't think you've mentioned this yet. What junior college did you attend? Just kind of give them a quick little shout-out. Yeah, I get. I went to Lackawanna Junior College. It's in uh, Strand, Pennsylvania. Oh, I think that's cool. Yeah, the yeah. office, you know. Yeah, but, that's uh, funny. <laughs> I was gonna say that. The office, <laughs> office is filmed. The office is in California. Because when I went there, I was like, oh, my But uh, yeah, they uh, they lied to us. But that's but no, it was a great opportunity and Looked a lot of fun for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so just just going off that, you know, your last year at Pitt, you know, you already mentioned it. You hit just under 300 with 15 bombs, uh, which ultimately led to you getting drafted. But just describe the process after you finished college. Like, what was the uncertainty level like, and how soon did you hear from, like, pro teams or pro scouts that might be interested? Yeah, um, so my junior year, you know, like, 
I, I didn't hear from a, a single pro guy. You know, I, uh, it was actually funny. I'll never forget this. My dad called me out of nowhere. It was right before my senior year. He was, like, fired up, just 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 pissed off. And I was like, Dad, what's the matter? And he's like, they just put out the media guide. They didn't even mention you and all this stuff. And um, so, you know, going to my senior year, no one really expected much from it. Uh, another funny story, we were doing uh, pictures on the field, and I was like, like, give me one of, like, me acting like I'm hitting a bomb. And all the guys, you know, kind of, oh, dude, you're not going to hit any bombs. Come on now. So, honestly, it was it was a very unexpected thing. Um, and then, I'll never, like I said, the first home run against Iowa, and then when this when this became, like, kind of a uh, wake-up was we were at the University of Virginia, and I had three home runs against them in the weekend series, and uh, they intentionally walked me for my last at-bat. And I got to first base, and my first base coach was like, dude, that might have just got you drafted right there. And so when that when that word came about, you know, I, I really kind of struggled because if you see my senior year, I was like hitting 360, then we went to Duke, and I went like 0 for 24. And I think the reason for that is because I was so gung-ho, I'm, okay, I need you drafted, I need to do this, I need to do that. And I kind of lost sight of why I play the game and just to glorify God and stuff. So I kind of put myself in front of, uh, and, and God, and, and I think that's, and it just killed me, you know what I mean? So once I started getting back on track, you know, and um, I think it was Miami, I had three home runs against, and then, um, you know, I kind of just got really hot and got going. And uh, when my career winded up, you know, there was a lot of back and forth, you know, because I was a senior. Um, a lot of, and it was like the first big year, you know, because I didn't play well my junior year. Um, so, you know, I, I it was kind of just, you know, trust, trust in the Lord and, and just hoping for the best thing. And, um, you know, luckily it happened. And, you know, it was, it was definitely a really cool experience. I'll never forget that day of we were all uh, in my room, and my brother actually had the phone. We were listening to the radio, like not the radio, but the, the process of the draft. My brother somehow heard it before us, and he came in screaming and jumped on me. And uh, that's when I realized I got drafted, and it was, it was a really cool feeling. Yeah, so we know you're just getting started, and like obviously the coronavirus is going on. We hope it all pa- we hope it passes soon, so we can kind of just get on with things. Um, but regarding last year's season, uh, your first season as a professional, was there any like holy shit, like welcome to the league moment? Either in up. spring training, uh, watching Miguel, <laughs> watching uh, Miguel Cabrera take BP, or anything in games where you were just like, this is a whole different level. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing was. It was a bunch, you know what I mean? Especially because I told you, like, my junior year at Pitt, you know, I remember when North Carolina, we were in North Carolina, and they scored, like, three runs, and half the stadium was chanting tall, and the other side was chanting heels. And I'm in left field, and I, I remember taking a step back and saying, wow, like, I don't belong here. You know what I mean? So, but with, I mean, obviously with everything, I started believing in myself more and everything, but, you know, it was kind of that same thing. Like, when I got the pro ball, like, at the first day I walked to my locker, the guy right next to me, Pedro Martinez's son, and I see Pedro Martinez Jr. right, oh, the name next to mine, and I was like, wow, like that's that's pretty crazy. And then you know, not even a week later, um, Josh Harrison had a one-year deal with the Tigers, and he was rehabbing, and uh, you know, he he was a guy that I chased his car actually with Josh Lanero after PNC or after Pirate Games at PNC Park, you know. So and and, he, and the funny thing here, he, he remembered me because there was this one time where we literally chased him for almost a mile because he got every red light and he eventually stopped. And I was like, you remember that one too? He's like, yeah, that was you. I was like, yeah, man, that was me. And we, you know, we were laughing about it. But I think cool. those two moments were like, you know, that was like, wow, like, 
I was at one time chasing after this dude's car, and now he's batting second, I'm batting, or he's batting third, I'm batting second. You know what I mean? So those kind of situations, because he was rehabbing with us, I mean, that was really cool stuff. Um, but, you know, just, I, just you know, putting that D across my chest and, and realizing what I just became a part of, and, and uh, you know, that was, that was just a really special moment. And, um, you know, I just continue to just follow that dream, and, and uh, hopefully it gets me somewhere. For sure. So, I mean, just following up on that, obviously your season has been delayed due to coronavirus, unfortunately. And I guess I could be yeah. wrong, but you probably don't have that sick setup in your apartment like Joey Gallo and that insane Twitter video that's going on. But how are you staying prepared for the upcoming year? Is it just, you know, staying in shape? Are you hitting and throwing at all? And what's kind of the timeline you guys are looking at here? Yeah, so, um, you know, it, I hate to say this, but coronavirus kind of helped me because I've been rehabbing my wrist. Uh, I got surgery right after the last season, so I was kind of going to rush my injury to get back on the field earlier. Earlier, um, So being uh, this happened, I'm, I'm kind of getting more time to really prepare myself the way I want to uh, for the season. So um, right now, you know, I'm in Florida, uh, right outside of Fort Myers in the Naples area. Um, I kind of got a field and walking distance that I just go to. And, you know, I'm just trying to work out and stay prepared. You know, actually, it just came out today that uh, – you know, minor leaguers were getting paid now weekly, uh, which is a very cool thing. And um, it just came out today that uh, definitely after May 31st, there's nothing. So that kind of just kind of puts me, and I'm trying to pace myself because obviously, you know, when June comes in the in the season, that's kind of where burnout comes. So I'm trying to pace myself the best I can, and and at any given moment, just stay ready. You know, I feel like I'm just like a firefighter on call. You know, just always ready, always. Uh, ready to go, but um, you just never know when it's going to happen. And uh, that, it, it's just funny, man, because, you know, I talked to Josh, um, or, you know, I talked to Josh, I talked to other guys throughout sure. and around the league, and, and no one knows what the heck's going on. So it's a very uh, unique situation. And, uh, you know, being with the draft is only five rounds now. Um, you know, that's going to be huge. And that might change baseball forever in, in the draft forever. Um, so there's a lot of things going on right now in Major League Baseball. But, you know, I think there's going to be some pros and cons of comfort for sure. But, you know, as a player, I'm just trying to stay ready and, and you know, like and like anything, just, just try to prepare myself the best I can for the season whenever it comes. <laughs> yeah, so the last thing before we get into some rapid-fire questions, uh, we usually do this with the fellow Division three athletes, uh, but obviously you didn't play Division three, but Division two in junior college. Um, so do you have any funny or crazy baseball stories from those days? Maybe something that happened to you that you could never imagine happening at the D1 level or the pro level, like at Pitt or with the Tigers now? Oh, man, I have so many stories. I, uh, I'm trying to think of a good one. I think my best stories would probably have to come from junior college just because we're just a bunch of, you know, crazy dudes locked up in a room. Um, I think I got, geez, I got plenty. Is, this, is it baseball related or just college related? Whatever you uh, you can go with college if the, that's the gonna lead to a funner have. story. Yeah, for sure. Best story I have. So, um, let me think here. I mean, the junior college, like I said, it, it's a different animal. Um, you know, we've been we've been stuck. I remember our van broke down one time. We had to walk to the game. Um, I remember in like <laughs> it was we had we had a game the next day and it was like two in the morning. Uh, our coach texted us and said, "Hey, it's gonna rain tomorrow." I remember we all got up, and I had a Jeep with a head, headlight on it. Um, kind of a two in the morning? For it. Yeah, and we all got up and, and drove to the field and tarped it, and then the cops were called on us. And, like, we were, we almost got cited on our own field for tarping the field. 
Um, I remember we, we had a, a game where um, we got on the bus, and we had this situation where a kid was talking to one of the player's sisters. And at the junior college, you know, we eat McDonald's after the game. So I remember this kid, we had, I think it was like, we got $8 per meal. And so this kid got as many milkshakes as he could and um, came on the bus and, and found out the kid was texting his sister and absolutely started chucking milkshakes at him. Oh, my God. And it just, I mean, yeah, it, it was, there's some crazy stories. Um, as far as kid goes, um, you know, there's always good stories about playing. I mean, there's a, I thought it wasn't funny at the time, but I remember in Notre Dame, I think it was like guys on second to third, and there was a fly ball right to me, and I didn't even see it. And uh, that, that was on not top ten plays. Um, so that was a blast because I pretty much lost the game for my team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you guys, you, there's no story. It, it just, it's just nuts. Those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. Um, so we'll move on. Well, this is the last thing we got for you uh, before Fantasy BS. Um, it's just rapid-fire questions. Uh, so, I mean, pretty straightforward. I'll, I'll read it off. You give... You give the first thing that comes to your head, quick answer. Um, if it calls for like a longer answer, by all means, like feel free to expand. But just looking for quick, off the top uh, answers here. All right, here we go. What's been the best moment of your career so far? Best moment of my career, I think, for sure, getting drafted. I think that's a safe answer. That's, that's yeah, should have expected that one. Uh, <laughs> so when were you most nervous during a baseball game? Most nervous, uh, 100% my first ACC game, Virginia Tech was in town, and mm-hmm. uh, we had, there was like a top 10, top 5 rounder on the team, and I, uh, I remember like I was really, like I struck out quicker than you guys can say strike out, like it was, <laughs> it was insane, I was so overmatched and overpowered, but 100% most nervous. What's your favorite thing about baseball? Uh, favorite thing about baseball, I think for sure, is just I'm trying to get on a platform to reach more people, and uh, hopefully, you know, for all the people listening out there, just you know, tell them that hey, you know, you don't have to be six foot one with the greatest snakes to play this game, and if you just trust in the Lord and have a great relationship with God, that anything's possible. Follow up: What is your least favorite part about baseball? Least favorite part about baseball. Honestly, this, this might sound crazy to you, but I can't stand washing my cleats every game. Like, that's just something that gets to me. Like, I'll show up to the field ready to go, and then, like, i got to clean my cleats. And, you know, yeah. one thing as a you know, professional, that's something we have to do every single time. And, yeah, you, uh, you know, I hate the, Oh, yeah, just, you get fields with clay, and it, it, it's a disaster. That's why you got to make it so you can just buy new cleats every time. You just have a new, yeah, right. ready to go. new cleats every game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so what's your walk-up song going to be this year? Do this you know? song, so I, I've been sticking with the same one. It's Want to Be a Baller by Lil Troy. Oh. Um, and just, yeah, it's just my thing. I, it, like, a tweet went viral because it says, like, Want to Be a Baller shop. So I feel like that's just, like, my superstition that I need to have that song. Great transition. So I'm just, next question, do you have any crazy baseball superstitions? And if you don't, what's the weirdest one you've seen from a teammate? Uh, so I, mean, I got, I definitely got one. So that, it was my uh, year at Pitt. Um, I always put my jerseys and pants on a lamp, but the lamp's plugged in and the light is not on, and my jersey's on it, and my pants are on it, and we actually were struggling as a team. So I brought the lamp in the locker room, and everyone was giving me shit about it. And we had, and the guys that put their jersey and pants on that lamp all got like 
multi-game hits. So the next day I walked in, and the entire team's jerseys were on the lamp. And uh, then it ended up, the lamp ended up making it to the dugout. So that is definitely my superstition, and I always, Jeez. hotels, wherever I need a lamp. So is that, like, it's key that the light is not on, but that it's plugged no, in? No, no, listen, like, cause, yes, yeah, for sure. Because okay. if you plug it in and turn the light on, the energy is going to the light. But if you don't turn the light Ooh. on, it's just stored energy needing to I go hear, somewhere. I you know what I'm saying? I'm with the logic there, yes, I'm with that. Yeah. So the, the energy is just going straight to the jersey and the pants. So when you put them things on, like you're ready to roll. Yeah, people call it crazy. It's not crazy if it works. So I no, don't know. not at all. Not at all. <laughs> all right, last one here. So kill f- Mary. Uh, we'll bleep that out. But pancakes, waffles, and French toast. Um, pancakes, waffles, and French French toast. I'm taking with me all day. I'm marrying French toast. <laughs> That's fair. So it's just classic. So waffles. You gotta be though is this hotel waffles in a major uh, or is this like grandma sunday morning waffles i mean i'm i feel like in this scenario you got to stack up like the best against the best like what whatever you okay. would consider the best waffle waffles. versus All the right. best pink yeah yeah i'm taking waffles to my to my room any day okay. of the week and nice. then i'll Shout leave out. the pancakes on the burner that's tough, that's Ooh, tough. respectful there you go a topical way to kill them that's a good. That's good. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, any other questions from you guys? The peanut gallery over there. Uh, last one for me. Just you know, we've asked all our baseball guys that we've had on the podcast lately. But you know, this whole Houston Astros thing. You know, we've talked about this a lot, so we won't ask you to get too deep on it. But I guess, what were some of your general thoughts when you saw all that? You know, come out. Yeah, I, I would say this, man. I, I, a, I'm a hitter, so I don't think it portrays me as much. But I think if I was a pitcher, you know, and I'm in a, I'm a minor league pitcher coming up, and I get my first start against the Astros, I mean, these dudes have family and kids, you know what I mean? So it, it, my thing is if I'm, I'm a pitcher coming up and my first start's against the Astros, I go up there and I absolutely get shelled, get sent back, and some dudes don't get it. That's their last opportunity. You know, I'm living. You know I mean? That, that's my family. That I'm trying to bring food for my family. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going nuts. And then I'll think about this. If I'm in the Astros organization, you know, and Altuve comes up to me my first game up and says, hey, man, we really need to win this game. And I, I'm going to get hurt. Like, I'm, or let's say he's hurt, right? And he's like, I'm hurt. You're playing for me. You're in my squad. We need to win. I'm going to be in the back beating on something so you know what pitches are coming. You win. You know, as a player, it would be so hard for me to say no because that's Jose Altuve. You know, that's your first time up, and, and he's risking his life for your career. So, you know, I'm just – I, I, just, I don't agree with it all at all. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I do not agree with it at all. I mean, it's just such a sticky situation, and I feel for the guys whose careers were, you know, maybe ended because of this. And, uh, you know, I, I just I think that this coronavirus really is kind of saving them a little bit because, you know, I was there when they played the Tigers, and it was the first game they played, and I've never seen people boo someone so much in my life. So, I'm hoping the coronavirus is going to slow this down because I think they need to get what they deserve a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely not a fan. Yeah, good answer. That That's kind of something I've been thinking about, too, uh, specifically about with the coronavirus kind of, like, slowing the momentum. But I'm kind of confident that people, especially with the Internet being the way it is, like – People won't forget, yeah. really. It'll be kind of like the topic of discussion. It, it almost, I can see a world where it's like ten times worse when it comes back because people are yeah. going to be like, don't forget. I mean, there's a Twitter account called the Astros Shame Tour 2020. 
I mean, all they oh, gotta I do is edit the shame tour 2021, and they'll be they'll be still going. Shout yeah. out, shout out, friends of the show. Sure. Um, all right, so I think we're ready for the fantasy BS. Um, today's fantasy BS is brought to you by the Let's Get Tropical Division Three's finest bracket that didn't even last a full 24 hours, but is definitely 100% happening next year. Yeah, we're all still sad about March Madness being canceled and not having sports. So that's actually where we got the idea for tonight's draft. Um, today's fantasy BS topic is things we miss about sports. Uh, Connor, as our guest, you'll go first. I'll go second. Ben, uh, my friend and my co-host, you will have the third pick. Up. And Coach Jacob the Bald Schubert um, has back-to-back picks at the end. Uh, we're doing a snake draft. Um, people forget about that. So, Connor, floor is yours. First pick. Things you miss about yeah, sports. first pick. Yeah, first thing I miss about sports, I think just adrenaline rush, man. I think that'd be a good first pick, you know. Uh, okay. Just, As whether you're a fan or a player. Yeah, I mean, I, I think just guys, I mean, there's fans out there that, I mean, this is this is their livelihood, you know what I mean? So I think that adrenaline rush, just waking up every morning knowing you have something to look forward to. Yeah, I hear you. On the, and on that livelihood note, I'm going to take betting. Uh, I'm going to take sports gambling as my first pick. Allegedly. Well, right. See, I got you. We are, we're way ahead of you. So what I was just about to say was, um, you know, hypothetically, like for those of the, those of us out there that do bet, like that would probably be something that they miss a lot about sports. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, I got you. See, I've, I've been around. So I got the next pick here. I was going to go gambling, unfortunately, but allegedly gambling. That's an important, mm-hmm. you know, first word there. Thank I'm, I'm going to go with watching Mar- March Madness. You know, this was like the longest month of our whole lives. March Madness was supposed to be it for us, and it gets taken away from us. So th- that's a big one for sure. That's huge, yeah. Um, you know, with my first pick, I'm going to go with uh, storylines. You know, we had Braun Giannis for MVP race, uh, Rookie of the Year race with, you know, Zion and uh, uh, John Morant. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah, the Astros nice. getting from yeah, the that's his name. kind of slowing down with everything. And then they right. said the Cinderella stories of March Madness. That got, all got taken away from us thanks to coronavirus. Um, and the second thing, hmm, I'm going to go with give me an excuse to do nothing around the house. Okay. See, but I, I don't know about that, though, because that's, like, all we're doing. But, like, no, like, you usually could be like, hey, I can't do this because – the game's on the night. Oh, now it's okay. like, so now nothing's okay. on. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. So not not necessarily to do nothing around the house, just right. to get just out of anything. To get out yeah. of anything. Yeah. So give me an excuse to get out of anything. That's good, yeah. I'm with you on that. So I don't know if I can take this because – Shoot, you can't just take all storylines, right? Like, that's yeah, just I, general. I, that's so I, I, could speak, I could pick, like, a specific storyline, right? All right. Do, do you want me to pick a specific storyline? Because I will. Yeah, I'm with yes. you on that one. Okay. Sure. I, uh, I'm going to take the Cinderella story of March Madness storyline then. Okay, so March Madness, and then, so you're taking March Madness after Mark Ben's March Madness. Okay, no, you know what? <laughs> Let's give me the fucking rookie of the year race. That's my first pick. <laughs> we'll bleep that out too. Okay, all right. Shoes rattled. I love it. I'm gonna, That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, LeBron versus Giannis MVP campaign. Yeah, fuck you. That's well. <laughs> All right, deal, deal. I think I got a couple good honorable mentions. Um, so my second one, um, an excuse today drink. Okay. That'll be my second. I'm thinking, you know, NFL Sundays. We had the XFL going for a little while. I mean, you could have just taken that. You know what I mean? That that was the beauty of it is I could just say, oh, XFL's on. I'm going to start drinking at 2 p.m. today. 
True. But now what's the excuse? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I miss it. I don't have one. I get you now. Okay, yeah. I get that. That's what I'm saying. I miss having that. Now you just day drink and feel like a piece of Because you well, we'll put that out. Work here, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Connor. You got, right, you got back-to-back picks here. Yeah, I think, I think my next one, um, you know, I, I'm going to – one thing I was really looking forward to is just watching Pittsburgh play. Uh, I think it's always cool. You guys probably did the same thing at Bethany. You know, when you're gone, it's probably cool to go back and watch. And uh, that was definitely one thing I was really looking forward to seeing my buddies, who I'm really good friends with, try to make their surge, get uh, high, highly drafted, and, and that's something I got taken away. And I'm I'm pretty mad about it. Not gonna lie. That's what we're here. We're it's a safe space. That's what we're here to talk about. That's what this is for. <laughs> Shut it out. And then yeah, wait. So it's me. He's he's got another pick. Stay draft. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, 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 now you got uh, your your last pick. We're getting lost in the snake here. <laughs> we were good for a while, dude. Connor, you got one more. One more? Yeah. Oh, last okay. Uh, oh, that's right. Cause it's, uh, last it's all, what, is, what is something I'm going to miss? Something I'm missing right now about sports. Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think like a, like everything got can't. Like, oh, you know what? So my like main go-to uh, fun hobby when I'm not playing is I love dog racing, and the coronavirus actually affected the puppies. So I'm, nice. not, I'm not a big fan, and I can't watch these dudes or these puppies run running circles. And man, that is something I love doing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you guys, you know, fun fact about Connor Perry, answer, but no, yeah, uh, certainly I love not. I think that'll <laughs> definitely get some. That'll definitely raise some eyebrow. I was on the on the poll. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and I, when I was making my list, I was like assuming I just had to work under the assumption that like we weren't gonna have sports all year. So if the puppies are affected, I mean that's a tragedy. That that really yeah. makes me talk oh, about yeah. more. They're done. They're done. That's messed yeah. up, man. I can't believe that it's not. It was, what's messed up. Right it's right like five minutes from me. Like so oh. I was like, all right, they're gonna send me home. Like I'm gonna go watch the pups. And literally, I get there and they're like, yeah, dogs are done. Oh, and that, 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 that's things. That's things. The true victim of the coronavirus, Connor Perry and the puppies. <laughs> All right, so me, my turn now? Yes, sir. Is that right? That is right, All right correct. So I'll go, I'll get a little more serious. Um, opening day, uh, baseball, opening day, obviously. Mm. Hate to see that uh, sure. be missed. Um, pretty self-explanatory, but I feel like everyone is, even like non-baseball fans are in a better mood. Um, I just, this is probably just in my head, but the weather's usually nicer, but that's what I mean. You know, even, even if it's just the feeling of it, I miss all of it. So yeah, opening day, it will be opening day for sure. That's a good pick. All right. So my last one, I'm going to go with Jacob Schubert, terrible sports takes. Cause I just miss those oh, weekly. We talk about sports and Schub just talks, <laughs> just gives some terrible oh. sports takes. That's what I miss weekly. Oh, that is such a good pick. I think you just won the draft. <laughs> oh, oh that's, that's uh, can't even take storylines. Um, and now shoot, yeah, now shoot has to pick after that. It's tough. Dude. All right, so my last pick is gonna be wondering if Tiger's back because this is the time of the year if we wonder if he's back with the Masters coming up and like the players and everything. So that's that's what I'm gonna miss. <laughs> pretty good, I guess. Yeah, shoot. I know you're a big golf guy, so I know that's a huge concern of yours. Yeah. All right. And she loves golf. <laughs> All right. You guys got you guys got any honorable mentions? Um, I have a few. Does anyone else want to go first? I have like one or two. Go ahead, Shu. Let's uh, hear them. 
I have coaching because I can't coach right now, so that kind of sucks. And then I I literally hate watching old games that like I've already watched unless they're like super like good. So I hate seeing them miss, that. So you just miss live sports. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that I just hate the fact that like we have to watch like the nineteen ninety four opening day for the Indians. Like I, I don't know. care. I hear you loud and clear, but trust me. Explain. Um so I had a few Ben to your Le- the LeBron Giannis storyline. Uh, I just had defending LeBron. Like I missed mm. that. Uh, I also had defending the Browns. Uh, I had tailgating. Um, just game day food in general. I feel like people are usually a little you know, either making something making something nice, ordering some wings. Um, and then I had NBA playoffs as well. Those are the ones that I had. For sure. Um, I had Twitter highlights. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You can go. No, no, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I miss uh, Twitter highlights, just you know, daily, just <laughs> new sports takes. Um, miss those, and then Zion highlights. Just it feels like you know every day he had something ridiculous that was happening. And then I kind of miss Joe Buck. Not gonna lie, not the best commentator, but I miss hearing him speak. So <laughs> this is a nice voice. He does. Uh, I mean, as far as I go, I feel like I have to say like I just miss general doing my job. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna. Yeah, I, sure. I was gonna try and make a joke about you missing your paycheck. But I yeah, really yeah. It's uh, it, like I honestly, it kind of feels like you get released. You know, like I work so hard to like prepare yourself, and like I'm not even doing anything right now. Yeah. Well, uh, so then I what are you and Mike Trout having in common? What are you and Mike Trout having in common? Mm-hmm. Both released in the same year. Yeah. True. Yeah. Same. I'm just yeah. saying. You can. There, we'll add that to your Wikipedia page or something. Yeah. Right. Right.